Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. This is Dr. Emily, and on today's show, I'm talking about your favorite sex acts and how they really go down versus what we see in the movies or TV. But don't worry, I'm also giving you tips on how to make them worthwhile. Topics include from car sex to shower sex, even sex on the beach, all the sex act hacks and things you wish you knew before embarking on these sexcapades. Ways both you and your partner can get back on board with sex and intimacy after dealing with health issues. So your lifelong partner can barely tolerate your lifelong fetish. And now it's become the only challenge in your marriage. What do you do? And ways to put your best feminine foot forward during sex after a long day of channeling your masculinity. All this and more. Thanks for listening. So how often has this happened to you? You just got done with a sweaty, hot round of sex and now you got to clean up. So what do you use? Like, where do you go? Especially if it's really messy, drippy. I mean, you know what happens. Well, that's where freshies come in. So my good friends, Lauren, Michael, and Weston at Woo More Play, you know them. I've been telling you about their coconut love oil for months because I'm obsessed with it. Well, they created freshies. They're all natural, pre-moistened towelettes made with organic ingredients like aloe vera extract, cranberry, vanilla water, and coconut water. And of course, they're pH balanced, free of alcohol, parabens, dyes, and they're hypoallergenic. So you're also going to love the packaging. I mean, Freshies wipes are individually wrapped and come in a little package that look like an old school cigarette box with the flip top. It's just so cool. Each box has 10 wipes that you can keep in your purse, your car, your gym bag, wherever. And the directions on the box are everything. It just says directions. If you have to ask, you probably don't have a vagina. Brilliant. Trust me, you want these. To find freshies from Woo More Play, just go to sexwithemily.com slash woo. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash W-O-O and use code Emily for a special discount. Get dirty, get clean, and repeat. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com. If you haven't been there, we got a lot more information to help you have the sex life and the relationship you want and you deserve. We all deserve great sex, right? Find me on SiriusXM Radio five nights a week. It is Monday through Friday on channel 109, and I'm there to help you also have better sex and relationships, answer your questions, get a free 30-day trial at sexwithemily.com slash s. XM. You can also find me on all social media. It's at Sex with Emily across the board. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy the show. There's a lot of hype around sex, particularly sex acts that people are like, oh my God, one day I'm going to have sex on the beach. Or I can't wait to shower sex is going to be so hot. Or like uh, 69. You guys know how I feel about that. Well, there's a few other ones. And I realize there's sort of this expectation, you know, of them that they're going to be great. And in reality, they're kind of awkward and they don't always work out. So we want to help you here break down some of these some of these sex acts and positions so you can actually make them as fun as they seem. It's like that build up. What else is not always as fun as it seems? I don't know. Like going um, to Disneyland. Going to Disneyland. 
Yeah. It's waiting fun. in line. Yeah. You, it's fun getting, like, when you're thinking of getting there, going to Disneyland is like the happiest place on earth. You're mm-hmm. like, I was happy till I waited in line for three and a half hours and, you know, dropped my ice cream cone and there's crying kids and it was really hot. We couldn't find our car. Yeah. I had this funny, my friends went and they knew they opened up the new Star Wars land there. And there was these um, older women, I guess, in a group. And there was no line. And it was just a merging into it. And so my friends are going in. And then these old ladies were like, we've been waiting in line for three hours. And my friend's like, there is no line. <laughs> that would totally happen to me, like in line at the store. Right? Like, just trying to be like, but why? No, because everyone starts, you just like join behind. You know, oh, they, everyone were, starts, just, they were just standing there. I felt bad. I feel bad now, too. Oh, yeah. They did not love Disneyland that no, day. They did not. That's not true. Okay, guys, we could start here with shower sex. That's one of our favorites. Because Jamie and I actually spiced up shower sex ourselves. We did. In, a, in, a, in an infamous now Sex with Emily video. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing about shower sex. Shower sex, the expectation. You and your partner, you get into a, the perfectly steamed, hot, steamy, hot shower. It's all sudsy. And you're like washing each other's body parts and they're sudsing up perfectly. And they're mm. like massaging your breasts. You're like getting clean, but it's also dirty. And then the sex is just really hot. And like your hands are against the wall. And like, you know, you it just slide sluds sliding <laughs> down the wall. And it's just like, oh my God. And then we like have amazing sex and we fall into bed and it's fabulous. Here's the reality. It's freaking awkward. Mm-hmm. You could actually slip and break your neck, which has happened. Like, like you know, Sex Sent Me to the R, those TV shows. Like, I think a lot of times people are probably having shower sex. Probably. Um, it echoes. Fear of falling, that's a problem. Like, as it does happen. Water, here's the other thing. Water, not a good lubricant. You think you're in water and that when you're in water, if you're swimming, or you're in a hot tub or in the shower, you don't need lube. But that's actually, it's a trick. You actually need lube in those situations. Yes. Because the water washes away your natural lubricant. And then you can have like tearing and it's painful and you're like, why isn't it wet? And then you're just like, fuck shower sex. However. Exactly. (laughs) And you're just like, I've had many of the failed shower sex experiences. Yes. Have you ever like tried to make it work standing and then you end up, you're like, I'm just going to just lay down on the ground in the shower. And then that's not fun because you're like, when was the last time you cleaned this bathtub? Well, right. (laughs) Especially if you're with like. I don't know. My ex. Not a great... Remember? <laughs> dirty. I'm like, can my housekeeper come once? Anyway, yeah, not good. I don't have sex in your house, let alone your shower. So, so the date... I hope he's <laughs> Kristen, you would have you would have never dated him. What about like a nice bath? Have you ever like set up like for a special occasion, like with rose petals and like yeah. a, a nice in, bubble in a, bath? I have bubble? in a um, hotel room. I don't have a bath tub weirdly but I do have a great shower now yeah no baths are different than shower sex because shower sex is it's tricky and so but the tip is is really the sex in the shower line and it's by sport sheets I believe it's on our website sex in the shower and they actually have a handlebar and a footrest so you can like be confident that you're secure and you're not going to fall over and then my favorite thing is the um vibrating mesh sponge Oh, we should show it. We have it in the closet. Yeah. It's a it's a mesh sponge and it looks just like a regular one. It has a little tiny vibe in it. So that's how you can make it fun. Another hack, if you don't want to have to buy anything for sex in the shower, just to make sure you don't fall over and hit your head. Um, if you're the receiving end, you just bend over and you actually, if you're flexible, you grab your hands around your ankles and then you stabilize yourself. Yeah. And then I think depending on your shower, if you have like a top that you can hold on to maybe. Yeah. 
that's not going to fall that. over. Right. Not the shower curtain. Not the curtain. No, down. no, no. But like the top. I think I've done that before where yeah. I've just like held I on. I have too. Braced myself. And I've slipped actually in a shower. Like I've even just not having sex. <laughs> just like the, sh- like the showers doesn't have the right pads on and stuff. So that's our hack for shower sex. It was actually a fun summer sex position because it's so hot. And if you don't have air conditioning, you've mm-hmm. never, have you ever lived in a part of the world, Jamie, that when you don't have air and it's like 95 degrees? No, because I would not survive. Because right. well, I, in, even when I went to the Dominican, I had migraines Okay, every day. I would die. Right. It's bad. Well, I remember in college in Michigan, spring term, we'd be up there in Ann Arbor and it would be like 110 degrees and there was no air. We would just no be lying in bed sweating. No, it was bad. So it's not fun. So anyway, if you want to cool down, shower sex, there's some good hacks for you. Okay, guys, car sex. Mm. I mean, it seems fun. You're going on a road trip or maybe you're just going out to dinner. You've had a few drinks maybe and you're like, roadhead is a great idea right now. Or having pulling over Mm -hmm. and having sex on the side of the road, that could be fun. And it's not because the reality, well, okay. So what you think is, let's talk about the expectation. Mm -hmm. Back up. The expectation of car sex, you're on the road, you're so turned on, you're in the mood, you're driving, you're touching each other and you're like, we're just going to pull over, we're going to get it on, it's going to be hot and then we're going to continue with our trip. Yes. Because it's like nature, you're driving or whatever. It's a long, long road. But the reality is that goddamn steering wheel, it always jams you. Mm-hmm. There's zero room. And then there's that middle section where you're like, how do I even, do I climb onto your left? Do we have to get into the back seat? And then but even getting to, there is hard. Yeah, do you get out of the car belts? to get into the back seat? Right, exactly. And then like things are jabbing you all over, over the place. And then also, if you're doing it when you're driving, like if it's roadhead, one person's going to get off. And not very well. Yeah, and then it's like you have to focus too on not crashing. Right, when that's dangerous. Let's be honest, roadhead or whatever. I had a guy, I've done it, but never to completion. And someone tried to do it to me and I was like, I love that idea, but you're not going to get in there and I'm still, I'm trying to drive. Right, I mean, I was like, I love the enthusiasm. You trying to go down on me, but your head being in between my legs because I don't have a thigh gap. So it's like... (laughs) My foot is now not on the steering wheel. I was wearing sandals. It's going to fall off. I was like, it's going to get stuck. We're going to crash. Right. Yeah. And it's not safe. Not safe. And illegal. I mean, yeah. To be, yeah. Okay. So here's our tip, you guys. If you're on the receiving end and you're driving, wear a skirt. At least wear clothing you can pull to the side. Yeah. Make it That's easy. always fun. And always wear a skirt or a dress if you're, you know summertime outdoor sex and what I've what I've done is um, I've been on a road trip and I had my partner driving and he was driving and then I just bought my little vibe and got myself off while we were driving it was like some long road trip like the We Vibe Tango mm-hmm. which I love because it's a tiny little toy and also you know what else would be great now is the Moxie yes the Moxie would be great which is the wearable vibrator if you haven't seen it bring in check it out it's a great summertime fun fling to have with yourself or your partner controls it it'll actually it stays in place in your underwear it stays in place with a little magnet and it's really cool and so the other thing that helps is like get yourself warmed up beforehand perhaps and then you Mm -hmm. get in the car and then you, you could pull over maybe do some mutual masturbation so you're both getting off but that's the thing with all these outdoor activities we're gonna get to sex on the beach in a minute or, or like sex, you know, where have I done random sex? You know, at a wedding, someone's going to walk in anytime. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like you're well, both, it's not the, the best sex. I love with my, okay, you guys, my 19 year old niece is here. She's been my intern for a few weeks now. And I say things and I, she's like, didn't know Anna had sex at a wedding. She didn't know any of my sex life. Right, Julie? Right. Okay. It's great. <laughs> so um, a little bit of forehand, you know, mutual masturbation. That's fun. And then, you know, car sex, bring some toys along. 
just to, to make live. it quicker. Right. Because you're not probably going to be able to take your time. It's not going to be one of those hour long romps. Right. And I like the idea of not, if, if you have to do it, I guess you could do use your hand, use some lube. Yeah. Just have a little bit of lube in have the a look, left a little, compartment. Like a car pack. Like those car packs, of like those Uber lubes I have literally everywhere. Yeah. Those tiny little packs, the silver pack, foil packs everywhere. Okay, so that's, leave some lube in the car and a vibrator. All right, guys. The other thing is sex on the beach, mm. which always, I still, I'm like, they named a drink after it. It must be great. Like in college, sex on the beach was like my favorite drink. Expectation. You're lying on the beach and you're like in your bathing suits after a long day and the waves are crashing all over your bodies. You roll on the soft sand without rocks. There's no rocks no in my rocks. fantasy. It's no not sand rocky crabs. sand. No sand crabs. None of those little things that sting you all the time mm-hmm. on the beach too. Uh, the little buggy things. The sun is like perfectly setting. The beach is empty. The sex will be so explosive. You'll be really connected. You'll probably have like multiple spontaneous orgasms as the sun is finally setting. The It'll sun's just, going down. Sun's your partner's going, going down. Yeah, the, part, the sun's going down. They're going down. The waves are crashing. It's perfection. But here's the reality. The beach is never empty. Nope, not the even at The beach is never empty. Not even at night. The waves could like drag you under. You could die. And <laughs> you'll probably get a sunburned. And here's the thing about sand, you guys. It ends up in all your available holes. All, all the, the cracks. And I don't want to be a buzzkill here, but the sand can actually cause an infection when you get it in your vagina. And then what if the seaweed, we already hate when seaweed touches uh, our feet anyways. Okay, what if yeah. it like crashes you on you? seaweed in your vagina? You just like. Think about that for a minute. You freak out, you twitch, kick your partner in the face, they exactly. get a bloody nose. <laughs> right. At least the water can wash off the bloody nose, but that's about it. And we already know about what water is going to do to your parts. So here's a tip. I do like a little sex on the beach when it's this way. Sex near the beach. Have an mm-hmm. umbrella. Mm-hmm. Put down a towel or two for cover. So if you have a towel down and you have a towel over you, which I have actually done this and so no one can really, it's more like a blanket. Yeah. Maybe you're napping. Yeah, maybe you're having nap. sex. You don't know. And then wear a long flowy dress. That's just extra coverage for no matter what's going on. You have a dress going over you and then bring, you guys, bring some waterproof toys to the beach. Those are the toys you want to bring most to the beach. Most toys are waterproof at this which point. Which I love. They really are, you guys. That You don't know how amazing it is that most toys are waterproof and rechargeable now. You don't really need batteries for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not really these days. So what I'm saying is do that extra coverage and watch out for the sand and uh, bring lube. Make sure you both get off. Yeah. I'm trying to think. And you guys all know, well, they don't know my sex on the beach story, which I recently told on someone's podcast. My best sex on the beach story mm-hmm. was actually on a massage table on the beach at night with my masseuse. See, that's the perfect thing because you got like a cover, you got like an actual bed that's there. You can look out and still see the beach and you've got a professional that knows how to touch bodies. Exactly. And, and I can still hear the waves crashing and the saw the moon above us. You want to talk to Mike? Yeah, let's talk to Mike, 52 in Pennsylvania. He wants to share his sex in the car story. All right, Mike. We'll take it. Oh, hi, Emily. Okay, Hi. Am I on? Okay. You're on, baby. Um, when I was um, younger, my girlfriend and I would drive out in the bush. We'd have some drinks, and then she'd she'd hop on top of me and cradle over me to do it. Oh. Okay. Bucket seat. Oh, bucket seat. Hmm. All right. All right. Yeah. And when you guys were pulled over. Right. Right. We were in the bush. Bucket seat. Oh. Okay. Oh, well, that's good. 
I like it. All right. Thanks, Mike. You can pull that over. That does make it easier. No, you're right. We that's good, Mike. No, we need some inspiration because this is this is the season of car sex. It is. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> we appreciate that. All right. Bucket seats. But now they're not as buckety seats. They're more Well, yeah, like they used to be. The old the older like uh my roommate's really into like old vintage cars and those back seats don't have separate technically separate seats. It's just like one long seat. So there's actually a lot more room. So it was probably a lot more fun back in the fifties and sixties. Everything seems more fun then. <sighs> more simpler, People think that all simpler the time. time. All right. Uh, okay. Here's <laughs> something else that seems fun. And it is, if you do it right, you guys, eye contact during oral sex. Yes. <laughs> so things are getting all hot and heavy. Your partner's like kissing you down your body. And you're thinking like this. I know what's happening here. I know what's happening. You know, once they start going down in you, they give you that like seductive stare. You know, they're loving their, what you're doing. You taste so good. And it makes you even more turned on because your eyes are locked in passion and ecstasy and maybe you even just orgasm from like looking into each other's eyes mm. well the reality is you might look down at your partner while looking at you but then you miss each other's eyes like they look at you you look at them and then maybe you look away because it feels really awkward mm-hmm. and it might have been hot but no one knows when to look away and then you're focused on the look because you're like should I look now? I like that they're looking. I like that they're looking, but I really want to close my eyes because it feels good and roll back my head in ecstasy, but I can't. And so the seductive gaze is kind of questionable and maybe it gets a little bit creepy and you kind of want to leave, but you haven't broken the eye contact yet. That's what could happen. Oh my gosh. Now, I think it is hot to do it and it is sort of like a dance. It's a rhythm. You figure it out. So a tip for healthy or a sexy eye contact during oral. Just do it for a few seconds every once in a while. It's not about necessarily catching the, their gaze, but they'll know. They'll know. Yeah. So just like look up and then you could look away, check in if they're enjoying things and then go back to business. I don't think you need to linger on the like, can we connect here? No, definitely not. And I would say, and I'm going to ask you this. Yes. And I don't know if maybe someone might disagree with me. I think when I'm giving head and I look up, and they look back, it's a lot hotter than when they're giving me head and they look up Okay, and I look back. I'm going to agree with you there and I'm not sure why. I don't know why I'm going to be honest. I just, because what I feel like, I and again, a lot of things I say in here, it's like maybe it's stereotypical and I don't want to be that way, but I feel like for men, their fantasies are like about their penis and someone going down and that, that look of their member in your mouth and you doing it and you being into it, which is why we always say enthusiasm is probably my number one tip for oral sex. And this goes for men and for women. Like mm-hmm. When you're down there, be into it. If you're giving a blowjob, you're looking at it like it's the most delicious blowjob ever, the most delicious ice cream cone you've ever had and you don't want to miss another drop. And if you're going down on a woman, a vagina holder, you know, you're like, hey, babe, lay back. Don't look at me. No, really. <laughs> no need to make eye contact. Don't look at me. Uh, I, I, you taste so good. You smell amazing. Um, lay back. I could be here all night. I'm not going anywhere. And then we're like, and then we can relax into it and receive the pleasure. But if I'm expected to keep looking, I'm out of my moment. You know, okay. So you know what I think it is when Mm. you're going down on a penis, there's like, you can be licking it like a popsicle, like up and down. You can be on the side of it. It's not like you're normally looking at them when you're like deep throating the fucking dick. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because then that would be kind of weird. But when, when you're going down on a vagina, vulva, it's kind of, not the same effect because they're more just like all you see is their eyes right. and their nose might be poking up 
<laughs> but their mouth is just covered and you're it's right. like more puckered. So it's like, it literally just looks like this. That's what it is. You're and right. You're just like, right. And you're like, no, and you're keep like, going. No, please keep stop going. I don't want to see it. Right. Because the penis is like a beautiful prop. A penis is a prop. Right. We're going around it. We've got balls. We've got hair. We've got, we can play with our stomach. We can go up and down. Like you're in it. You're like, mm, in it. And you just got eyes. It's just. We solved that. That is genius. I literally just thought of that right now. I know. Now. No, you're right. It's, a, it's like a half face thing. Because I'm thinking back. I'm like visualizing it happening. This particular time where this happened to me and I was like that. And like then I'm like kind of like he was giving me the eyes like, oh, mm-hmm. and okay? then I'm like, no, I was like, just stop looking. Okay, I just looked looking. away and well, I just like put his head down. Right. So like, go back down. Keep going. Good, 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 good job there. Uh, yeah, I think, and also the other thing about eye, con- eye contact during sex, though, I think is during intercourse is really hot. Okay. And that can still get awkward. It but- is. How do you not make it awkward? Because if, especially if you're hooking up with someone that you're not, like you've, it's, it's newer. Mm-hmm. They might think that you're trying to fall in love with them by right. staring longingly into their eyes, but you're just like trying to make a connection. Right. Exactly. Do you smile? Do you not? Do you, do you wink? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so awkward. I kind of winking during you're just sex. You're, the, like, you're just like winking. I don't know how to You're like, <laughs> good job. How's it going for you? you oh my me, god. You a kiss. Have right. you ever had somebody high five you after sex? Because that's happened to me, and it's like the least romantic thing. That's oh, see, happened. the thing yeah. is, is see, that I, think I that's have, funny. and I love it. I oh. think. See, this is why we're all so different. <laughs> I've never had anyone I've had me no, but I've said thank you. I was like, oh, thank that was so good. I said thank you. Like, why do you thank me? I'm like, cause that was freaking awesome. But no, not a high five. See, but I think that'd be funny if they were like, because they didn't. What mean if you it. really liked them though? But I think you're you like could... in love with this guy, and he was just like, okay, Isn't it high funny. Five? No, like, a funny I, way. I don't know. Well, like it was just like we were in a relationship, and it's like every single time. Oh, it'd be every like, time, buddy, no. buddy, like oh, oh every okay, time. Dude, if it was, was one, great. if it was like a random act of a high five, and you're like, oh, that's funny like high five that was awesome I think that was funny but every time I'm like uh oh here comes a high five I would like be running to the bathroom I get it yeah because mm-hmm. I did it we we orgasmed actually at the same time and we're like that was awesome so we high fived it was okay. more of like a momentous thing that makes sense yeah but Kristen's like but no. not every time that'd be like fist bumping every time like yeah. bump it I'm like yeah we're not <laughs> friends I don't right, right. I don't that even have to have anyone that we're, not, we're not friends <laughs> <laughs> right what would you rather have him do after that like kiss me and caress Gently. me and cuddle me and no, you're right. Make Not me the dinner, time for the bring high it five. to bed, all of those things. Right. Now, now I'm thinking of all the awkward things that someone could do right after sex. Like I'm just thinking about you're staring at each other and you just like like boops your nose. You're like boop. That was so cute. I'm trying to think right. <laughs> or um, I'm trying to think of awkward things that have happened. I just don't like when someone just gets up and like they're gone. Like not gone, like they leave, but they're like in the shower right away or the which I've had happen or like yeah. you, I need the freaking contact I need yeah. I need aftercare which is a real thing you guys we talk yes. about foreplay a lot aftercare is real like we need some closure on it or some something we didn't get back to the eye contact thing I think it's just a, a dance you're right early on if someone's staring that could be awkward but I think it really does make for because that's the basis of tantric sex too is mm-hmm. breathing together your breath syncs up you're doing eye contact so I think you just play with it with a with a with a partner that you feel safe with and comfortable with eye contact can be really hot is it and can take it to another level bring up though like how do you if it's feel? awkward or if you well, want no, to just like maybe you tried it once and it you don't know how it was received but then one day you're just like hey yeah. how do you feel about eye yeah. contact during sex yeah absolutely be like i sometimes think it's kind of hot to like look in each other's eyes during sex what's your take 
And they probably might say, because most people are like, oh, one time I had a girl do it. It was weird. But like, would you like to try it again with me? Because I think that you guys just remember if you've experienced one thing and it was awkward one time or twice with one person, I'd say don't put that in your sexual discard list. Try it again. Sex is different yeah. with every person. Okay, we are going to take a quick break and we come back on to your questions. So the other day, a woman called into the show and asked me if I tried a toy called Zumio. And shockingly, I had not. I know it freaked me out too because I feel like I try all the great toys. Because she was like, oh my God, it was amazing. So I called the company. They sent me one to try. And oh my God, stop the presses. There isn't enough time here to tell you everything I want to about this amazing product. Just try it out for yourself. But here's the lowdown. Sumio is really different. It has a very small round tip that quickly rotates in tiny circles so you can actually pinpoint erogenous zones like nothing else I've seen before. Like seriously, you can divide your clitoris into different sections and just kind of get through all those nerve endings and find out where your hot spots are. I mean, there are 8,000 nerve endings. So this allows you to get to all of them. You can also spend time exploring your whole vulva, the labia, so you're in total control of your pleasure. And if you want to climax quickly, there's no problem. You want to explore your body? You can do that too. It's great for solo play, couples play, foreplay. I mean, Zumio does all the things. Oh, and by the way, it feels great on your nipples too. And penis havers out there, this would feel amazing on your frenulum, your perineum. Hell, might feel good on your balls or on your shaft. You know, you never know until you try it. Because Zumio has eight speeds. You can change the way it feels depending on how much pressure you use. It's rechargeable, waterproof, and super high quality. Trust me, we're going to be talking about this product a lot, but I just want to introduce it to you. Everyone on the team tried it. We love it. To try Zumio for yourself, go to sexwithemily.com slash Zumio. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash Z-U-M-I-O. All right, so we're talking in the office the other day about all the amazing toys we've gotten to try lately. And because my team is all women, I realized that you penis owners out there might be wondering where all your toy love is. Well, the good news, our friends at adamandeve.com are bringing you something special. Adam and Eve has so many of my favorite toys for penises and prostates, from Fleshlight to Aneros to Hot Octopus and everything in between. I mean, the amount of toys is pretty mind-boggling. You just go to their site and click on For Him and your mind will definitely be blown. I mean, mine was for sure. For a limited time, Adam and Eve will chop 50% off almost any single item and ship you the whole thing for free. Love for free. And hey, while you're in there saving all that money, why not pick up something for your partner too? And please, don't forget the lube. As long as you're doing it, get the lube. You know how I feel about lube. Oh, and of course, the discount works on toys for vulvas as well. To save 50% off almost any single item and get your entire order shipped for free, go to adamneve.com today. Use code EMILY at checkout. That's A-D-A-M-A-N-D-E-V-E.com and use code EMILY. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. That's sexwithemily.com slash SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. 
All right. So we have Sherry, who's 52 in North Carolina, and she needs advice on how to get back into the groove of sex. Hey, Sherry. I'm here to help. Tell me what's going on. Hi. Well, um, in the last couple of years, I have had a few surgeries. One to repair a rectus cell and ectus cell. Um, then I, the next year, I, that was two years ago. Then the next year, I had um, AFib and was put in the hospital for that and put on several different medications for heart issues. Wow. And yeah. then I had <laughs> then I had back surgery and I don't I, I just don't have any kind of desire to be physical. Yeah. Not with myself, not not self love, not with my husband, yeah. not at all. I get this, Sherry. Well so yeah, I mean you've had a rough two years, so I'm sorry you've had to go through all of that. So what kind of medications are you on right now? I am on um Moltac for it's a rhythm suppressor for your heart. rhythm mm-hmm. uh, yeah, for my heart. Um also metropolol. Um, or metropolol or okay. something like that. And then I am I, also on... Um, I'm just wondering if you're on any... Relaxers for my- Okay, muscle relaxers. I'm sorry, I was just asking because I was wondering if you were like on an SSRI for depression or anxiety. A muscle relaxer might do this. So it's probably a lot of the medications and just your body's just... I understand you've been you've had back surgery or you've had heart problems. So I would just start with, you know, I believe that our mind is so powerful and that I would recommend to you a few, like I would recommend some mindfulness work, like do a meditation app in the morning for like five minutes a day and just start breathing through your entire body again and start with that. I'm assuming you can't really do any movement right now. I I really can't. I'm trying to walk more and... With, between the heart issue and the back issue, that makes a really hard situation for me to, to get out and do a yeah. whole lot of physical activity. Well, you know, here's the thing that I think. I feel like our, our you know how I say the bra- our brain is the largest sex organ? So how could you get right. your brain on board for sex? Like you and your husband, like what if you guys read each other erotica? You find some porn that turns you both on. Maybe you guys start talking about times when you were having great sex. Like, you know, you start thinking about it again. And then if you start bringing sex top of mind, like I always say, keep your pilot light lit and you bring him in on this because this isn't something on your own, Sherry. You got to like drum up all of your sex drive again because you've been through a lot. But if you let him know that you're interested in like bringing back the intimacy and, and figuring it this out, like maybe it could start with some massage or some hand holding. I don't know if that's been present these last few years. Have you still been doing that? The intimacy is is not in the sex. It's in the hand holding. We I mean we've been together for twenty years. Yeah. And we still hold hands and we still kiss every day. And so and and then on top of my medical issues, we've found out he's recently had a stroke. And so that has been, you know, on his side, he's been worried about right. himself, whether or not he can, you know, with the medication, he is on an SSRI. Yeah. So 
you know, that well, changes. Yeah, that changes. Dynamic. Yeah, that's a lot, Sherry. So I just feel like if the two of you commit to listening to, honestly, listen to the show every night, listen to my podcast. I release three a week. And I've just found lately a lot of couples are listening together, even if just 20 minutes at a time and then discussing things. Would that be interesting to try? Would you like to try that? Could we get a toy? I mean, if you guys both aren't in the best physical shape right now, there's some great toys for men. There's some great toys for women. You guys could like mutually masturbate together to make sure you're still like having that blood flow and orgasms and using, making sure that like everything is still working and watching each other get off could be really sexy for you both. So I feel like if you wait until the moment strikes you that you're all of a sudden ready for sex again, it's not going to happen. So maybe by feeding your brains together and saying like, how can we both get our brains back on board with sex and take the, doesn't have to be intercourse right away. This might be a few month process of self-care for your relationship because you know it's important and that's why you're calling. So could you, could you pick one of those activities you guys could do together? I'm sure we could probably find something. <laughs> right? I mean, Hopefully we can find something. <laughs> yeah, like listen, like literally, I release three podcasts a week. I, I do this show five nights a week, or you could buy a book together. I've got a bunch of stuff on our website. Maybe you could buy a board. We have these funny sex board games where you guys could ask each other questions. I'm just trying to think of ways. Like, it doesn't seem like you guys could be having like crazy sex right now, but you could be keeping the eroticism alive and talking about things and making sure but then before you know it just the mind over matter who knows you guys could be having sex again and that kind of intimate erotic intimacy in in more time than if you just waited doing nothing okay Okay. thanks for your call i have another question yeah um i i have since i've had all of this um health issues and everything um the hood of my clitoris has started to close it wasn't closed before, but now it has. And I'm wondering if there's anything I can do to reverse that. Mm, it could just be because, like, honestly, like I was saying earlier, the, the, the estrogen, the walls of the vagina, everything becomes a little bit thinner over time. So, so that could be a result of that or it could be a result of medications and dryness. Because I yeah. don't think it's changed. It's probably just shrunk. You know, it's probably just moved inward. So uh, it sounds like I would just start. Honestly, I would start touching yourself again. I think it's going to masturbating using some lube. If you don't have a great lube, buy some lube. You guys would love the Muse lube. It tastes amazing. Oh, my God. We're like obsessed with here. It tastes like it's creme brulee and mint chocolate. It's a little pump you can leave by your bed and just start massaging your clitoris. I know you think this might like you're like, I don't feel anything. Fine. It's okay if you don't feel anything. But if you start just paying attention to your clitoris, massaging it, I think you're going to realize that your whole body is going to come to life again. But do it without expectations. Okay. Of anything. Thanks, Sherry. Thanks for calling. Best of luck to you. Take care of yourself. Keep talking to your husband. It'll come back. That's self-care right there. That is self-care. I know you guys, sometimes it's like the last thing you want to do, but you're never going to be like, oh, why did I masturbate? All right. So we have an interesting question here. We have Bill, who's 46 in Florida. He wants to talk about the fetish of pie fighting. All right. Which I believe has to do with cakes and stuff. Tell me about pie fighting fetish. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Tell me about your experience with pie fighting. First, we'd love to hear it. I've had, I've had this fetish, which I'm obsessed with, which I've been obsessed with as long as I can remember. And I have a very tolerant wife. However, it's not for her. And she doesn't seem to enjoy it when I want to engage in it. And, okay. um, I don't know. I just always had 
this fetish. That I can't say I've tried to suppress it because I, I look at videos as an alternate. And my wife knows this, um, you know, so that I don't have to engage in it with her. Right. It doesn't make her feel comfortable. Right. But um, I'm married 17 years and it's always, it's like the one challenge we have. And it's it's a challenge sexually for me. Right. No, I I understand. So it's been 17 years. Have you found other outlets for it? Have you found other ways that you think that you've been able to fulfill it? Watching watching videos on the internet, like on on different websites or whatever. um, But she's really not. Because let me just explain this. So I'm not sure what your particular fetish of 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 pie fetishes, but typically it's washing, watching pie in a sexual situation. Cause it's like messy and wet and yes. sexual yeah. and hot. Right. Yeah, okay. Cause I just think a lot of people haven't heard about it. Like there could be guys in tanks, like rolling around, like they're, you know, rolling over pies and it's just in all different ways. Pies it's are women. sexual too. Women, like, women, like, women with pies. I like to see women. Okay. Yeah. With the pie. Yeah. Right. A well-dressed woman, not even, na- not even nude, but I'd like to see like a well-dressed woman, you know, just, suddenly engaging in like a slapstick kind of scenario almost like a three stooges kind wow, of scenario okay. yeah so just people understand that a fetish let me just explain this to listeners that it's not just like you're into it a fetish means that for people who have a fetish whether it be like a foot fetish or you know a latex fetish it is requirement for you to be aroused correct bill like you need to have that stimulation for you to ever i'm a full-blooded i'm a full-blooded heterosexual male right right <laughs> and i i do get I do get aroused by just looking at a woman, whether dressed or nude. Mm-hmm. But as far as to um, to really be engaged in in sex, so it, the it past has to be on my mind. Or right. I have to be. I have to have done it, and then after we've done the pie fight, then then I can. Right. So has it, she? It's the best kind of sexual experience for me. Yeah, that is the best kind. Yeah. I get it. I mean, so here's the thing, Bill. Has she ever engaged in it? Like, were there ever times where she yeah. allowed you? Okay. And the so got it. And but it's, it's just for you. You're saying that it's been 17 years. It's not enough. It's messy too. It's we don't do thing. it often enough, right? Uh, we don't do it often. I think the, the last time was three years ago, four okay. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, part of it is is while while we're doing it, I can tell she's not comfortable. She's not enjoying it. Right. So it doesn't make me feel good about her. And, you know, I'm looking, I'm trying to engage with someone who's just not having a good time. Here's the thing, Bill. I got to say, so have you guys ever, have you ever seen a sex therapist? Because to me, this is perfect. Because what I think has to happen is, unless it's already gone to the point of where you're not going to be able to, to reconcile this with her. Because what I'm thinking about your wife is, well, what's she into? What turns her on? You know, because I think a lot of times... So not much because she hasn't explored yet. Here's the thing. Everyone who thinks that nothing turns us on, which believe me, I was there too. I had to learn. It's because something happened. We've been shut down, disassociated, trauma, something in our life where it didn't allow us to think sexual thoughts. And therefore, we think nothing turns us on. And so we have to do work around it. We have to think about what is good. So she's been able to, since maybe she doesn't have those thoughts, sex after over 17 years has become like, oh my God, it's not going to be so great unless I get messy and I have pies and it's a thing, but what am I into? So there could be some resentment beyond the fact that it's just a fetish, just the fact that she doesn't know herself well enough. And so I think if you went to like a sex therapist that could help you guys kind of talk it through, like figure out Mm -hmm. what she actually wants. Like they work with you, they're not going to have sex with you, but they're going to actually help you because you still want to stay with her, correct? 
You're still in love. Oh yeah, we're not. We're not. Break, we're not splitting apart. No. So there's something called um, ASECT. We'll put it in the show notes. A S S E C T. Society of Sexual mm-hmm. Therapists. And I think you should find one in Florida because to me, it's the way that I've worked. And if you could find a somatic sex therapist, that would be amazing because they could really help her get into her body more and figure out how you can both get your needs met in this relationship. Because I don't think it's something on your own. You'll be, yeah. But just don't give up hope with it yet. And maybe you could start just asking her, I want this to be more about you. Could we explore? Could we masturbate together? Could we go to a sex toy store? Now, if your relationship has been going on for too long and you think she won't even open up, that's why I just think you're going to need to get help. And it'll be great. Mm-hmm. You'll figure it out. All right. Thank you so much for calling, okay. Bill. Let me know you get, if you get some help with this. Thank you. I appreciate it, Bill, for calling. Because people, first of all, people are going, pie fetish? I've never heard of that. I don't understand fetishes. And it really doesn't matter exactly what the challenge is when it comes to a fetish that you require. Like you, every time you have sex, you pretty much need it. That can be really challenging for a partner over time. But if you have a partner who isn't bringing their own fantasies and desires to the table, then it's really challenging because they can't, they can't even counter with like compromise. Cause a lot of this is compromise. Like on every third of the month, you can throw a pie in my face. If you dress up like the, you know, Pillsbury Doughboy and come in the door and, you know, I don't know, like, like go down on me for an hour, whatever her fantasy is, but you compromise with it. But it's really tough that for people to, to kind of navigate when they don't even have the language, when she might be more shut down and then sees it as a front that that's what he needs. So. Therapy helps for that. And there is a great blog on our site that came out today on the difference between a kink and a fetish. So that's obviously great timing too. So thanks for your call, Bill. I think that was really helpful for many people listening. When you have a fetish is through sex therapy, is there a way to kind of undo it? Or is it more complicated than that? It's very tricky. Here's the thing about fetishes. It's not like porn addiction, if you believe that's a thing, which I think it, you know, there's a lot of a lot of ways we can't have sex without porn. And But the thing about a fetish is that it's so deeply wired into our neural pathways and oftentimes a fetish starts when maybe it's something that we don't even remember happened in childhood. Like maybe he was watching The Three Stooges the first time he got an erection, let's say. Mm. I'm just thinking, or maybe he saw someone hot get a, p- a pie thrown in his face before he could add the words for sex and he became, that became a fetish. We don't know, we never know why exactly. Unless, so they say it's very hard to get people to unfetishize it. I believe with some conditioning work, with you, with work, if you'd like to kind of experience other things sexually and maybe work on it, I think you could maybe lessen it or transfer it to not pies, but maybe something else. But it takes a lot of like work, like a um, kind of therapy that's working with your like brainwave patterns and reconditioning. And so it's not so easy. And so it's that of like a fetish is usually something that they see in childhood. Yeah. Typically it's something that starts in early on that you can't quite, and a lot of times you don't know where or when, but it's, or maybe you do, but you don't, but Mm. it's childhood. And that's why it's so hard to like rewire it. We have um, Rebecca, 30 in California. She writes, hi, Emily. I think the world of your wor- of the work that you're doing, you've helped me so and so many others connect with our bodies and sexual sides. So thank you. I have a s- successful career that lends itself to me being in my masculine energy. I tend to take charge in the office and this is very much seeps into my personal life. I've been with my partner for about a year and at the beginning, I loved that I was very much in my feminine with him and let him take the lead. I'm finding now that I'm reverting back to my masculine and I don't want that for my relationship. 
What tips do you have for me to be able to shut that off when my workday is over and turn on my feminine side when I get home? All right. This is a great question, Rebecca, because we have talked a lot about, um, a few enough about masculine and feminine energy. And now here's what I want to explain about that. If this is a new concept to you is that we all have masculine and feminine energy. Okay. So it could be in a relationship with two men together, two women that there's typically to actually have that sexual connection. Someone has to bring the masculine energy and someone has to bring the feminine energy and a woman could bring the masculine to get turned on and the men could bring the feminine. But in your case, you're saying you all day long, you're in the masculine. And I, and I was probably talking about my own case that she's referring to. I was saying that I am such a, I'm so masculine all day long. I've got a business. I'm mm-hmm. running it. I'm the boss. I'm even though I'm here talking about sex. I'm in my masculine. I'm not flirting with all of you. I'm not, you know, well, maybe if you send me a no. Um, but I, I mostly I'm asking. <laughs> Don't send and then anything. to get home for a lot of women now who, who get home, you're like, well, how do I shut it off? How do I, how do I get into my body? How do I get into the feminine? Well, here's what I can tell you about getting into your feminine. The feminine has to do with the energy and the masculine energy is more of the structure when you're thinking about sexual energy, which is what you're referring to here. And so for me, what was really helpful to get into my feminine was movement and was movement and like dance and doing stuff like breath work that was breathing. I was breathing like deep into my pelvic floor and I was doing work where I was like the the pole dancing stuff, but it's not, but it's like Sheila Kelly. Mm, you look yeah, her up, she's got on, the body stuff. work stuff where you're like moving and you're dancing and you're, and you're breathing and you are doing more. I mean, a lot of it has fucking everything has to do with breath, I feel, but it was more about allowing my partner to to lead so the masculine leads and so the, what I would tell you Rebecca is that that's what you're asking for when you when your work day is over I would say that you could even do this in the car like I try to meditate twice a day um I've gone in phases where that's my way for I do it definitely in the morning and then when I'm cutting when I'm going between work and home then I'll be like okay I'm going to sit in my car for five minutes or just when I get in the door and I'm going to break that cycle between home and work now for you that could mean I'm going to get into a bath. I'm going to reset. I'm going to, I'm going to get in the shower and I'm going to use my favorite soap and I'm going to touch myself. I'm going to use my, the moisturizer that I've been saving for a special day. You know, you're, you know, you use it right then and there. I think these are the things that make us feel the most feminine. You pay your music, you put on clothes that make you feel good. You dance around your house and you move your body and you allow your part, you show up for your partner. Um, in that feminine where you're not making plans, you're not holding the door open, you're not saying, I did this, I did, here's our schedule for tomorrow. You're not talking about things happening. You're showing up with your feminine energy leading and that allows him to be more in his masculine. And so this might be confusing to people and it can also be maybe a little controversial, but there's a lot of great podcasts we've done with John Wineland. Mm-hmm. You can check him out, W-I-N-E-L-A-N-D. And that's been really, I think, um, Mind blowing for a lot of people when they first, I think this might have been where it came from is that I went, actually did a, um, a retreat with him in, in, um, Hawaii. Just like I'm going to do with Christian. And it was him and his, his girlfriend who at the time was a Kundalini instructor. And we had to do these experiences where we would go to dinner with a man on the retreat that we were paired up with. There was mm-hmm. no sex allowed, but they were like, let him. And this might see you something like, Oh, well, I'm a woman. I'm a feminist. What do you mean? No, I'm talking about the sexual polarity. I'm talking about the polarities between masculine and feminine, which creates the sexual energy. So they said, have the man make the plan. He's going to be in his mat. He's going to make the plan for the date. He's going to tell you where to go. He's going to open the door for you. He's going to lead you. And then your job is to show up and bring the energy of the feminine. And so really to answer your question, I mean, I think that these are some great new tools to think about 
Rebecca, if you are coming home and you're like, I've got dinner, I've made the plan, and here's this and that, and we got to talk about our summer trip, and I'm going to take out the trash. No, this is when you come home and you allow yourself to rest into that place. Maybe she can like ask him to, I like, I would like you to plan something yeah, while she's, she's at work. No, exactly. Maybe. She's going to have to let him know that. If he, I'm feeling lately, babe, that I'm doing a lot of the planning and a lot of the organizing and a lot of things that that doesn't make me feel, I feel like that's really sexy when it turns me on when you take the lead and when you plan dinner and you're providing, um, at least for the next few days or for this week. So I'm going to come home and I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to, you know, and I'm going to show up for dinner and I'm going to wear something and I'd love you to plan it. And you do it. It's like not like you have to, but that would make like me I would feel. Like that. I would like okay. that that happened. So you let them know. It's not like, but again, there is a certain amount of homeostasis here, meaning mm-hmm. that you change your behavior and other change around you. So if he's not open to that, if she just came home and she was more in her feminine, whatever that means to her, practicing dance or spirituality or moving and slower, slowing down, and even just slowing down her movement and the, and the, the actions that she's doing that might allow him to show up more in his masculine because you have to kind of invite that in. So if she's changing, he's going to have to pick up that that role. Cool. So, so maybe though, what we don't know and she wouldn't know, maybe he for some reason is bringing more of a feminine energy lately and that's why it's causing her to do that. Well, that's exactly what happens. Okay. So I see this in relationships all of the time and it can be really problematic because people don't know how to put their fingers on it. Like I have tons of friends who are like, I just see him all the time. They're like, Either they're the breadwinners, or even if they're not the breadwinners, that's almost worse. That's almost another level of challenge. Mm-hmm. But even if they're just like, I know, I've told him to pick up the kids and to pack their lunches, and he'll never do it. He's not going to do it right, and so I'm going to do it. I'm going to make sure that, that the kids are going here and there, that I've got all the plans I've done. I've cooked the dinner. Everything's taken care of, and it just then they're softer, then they're falling into their feminine. We're not allowing them to lead. So the masculine, that energy is more about leading. So mm. really, you have to pull back. We have Kara or Kara, sorry, I don't know which one, 29 in California, and she doesn't like giving blowjobs, but wants to learn how to enjoy them for her partner. Hey, Kara. Kara. What's up? Hello. Hello. It's Kara. Kara. Hi. Okay. Hi. So, basically, my husband loves blowjobs, and I can't get out of my mind that he's, you know, doing my mouth, basically, and it just... That he's wanting your mouth? That he's doing your mouth? Oh, that he's just like, like, okay. Now here's my question. Tell me about your early blowjob experience. Did anything happen where you were like, oh, this is why I don't like them? You mean like in my previous relationship? Yeah, yeah. It was something I never did, basically. And I didn't really start doing them until I met my husband because he really liked them. Right. Okay, so maybe you didn't have a lot of experience with it. So then when he did, so, so now you're like, oh, it's just for him. It's You're like, oh, he's just ha- having sex with my mouth is what you're feeling. And there's no pleasure for you. And it feels like a chore. Okay. So here's, yeah. I get it. No, okay, this is like normal. When we talk about what's normal, like this is pretty normal. Like some women are like, what? But what you said is he's your husband and you love him, right? You want to please him. Of course. So, of course. So what if we looked at his penis as an extension an appendage, if you will, an extension of this man that you love and you love everything else about his body, right? You'll kiss his arms and you love his face and you want him to feel good. And what if you looked at it like, you know, it's this, you know, piece of his part of his body that you also love. And that if you can get into the fact that like it's to and you also have the power, like there's a power position with women. Like I never thought of it as a as a more of a degree because it's really it's, it's a um, mindset adjustment. So it's kind of like. 
Well, if you look at it, that you have the power, it's something that he wants, and you have the power in your mouth, with your tongue, with your hands, to make him feel so good and to feel so loved. And to switch it around in, in that way in your head could be helpful. And then I could also give you tips. But is that something that you can kind of, like, it really is the power, like I, and maybe it's the way he's doing it because maybe he needs some more pressure from you, right? So it feels like he's going really fast in your mouth. But I'm telling you, you could use your hands and some lube and just your mouth around the tip. So some of my best, you know, blowjob tips are definitely making sure that, you know, the wetter the better, that there's some lube, there's some amazing flavored lubes we have. If it was like a taste thing, I was going to tell you there's some, it's called Muse. It's out in the stores now, right? It's like literally so delicious. It's chocolate. It tastes like chocolate chip or salted caramel and they're amazing. It's a taste thing. So you're like, oh, you taste like mint chocolate chip right now. But you could also like let your husband know that you want to try it and you want him to just slow it down and let you kind of discover his penis on your own and like not have him thrusting. You can also give him that feedback. But really it's about having enough pressure and having enough wetness and a little bit of technique, like maybe he wants his balls touched and you could put your hand around his balls. You could lick the tip only if you just don't feel like putting your whole mouth on it. And then enthusiasm. So this is where you fake it till you make it. If you're not into it, you know, and just remembering that like you're going to lick it like it's this delicious ice cream cone. And you really don't want to miss a drop. I know. What do you think, Cara? Well, yeah. you're right. Yes, everything you said is right. And I just, you know, we both have to I please each other. And that's one thing that he enjoys. And, you know, he does stuff for me, too. So right. I just you put a smile on my face and just get the job done. So he does that to you. So he does please you. Oh, of course, yeah. And he does a good job. Okay, and also you can please yourself while, while you're going down in him. Remember, you could have a vibrator. You could use your fingers. You could do 69 lying on your sides. You know, it's like, so I think that you're going to learn and you're 29. Like, you guys have a whole life together. So I feel like letting him know and being honest with him. Like, I want to be a great lover to you and here's what I might need. Let's go. So he's going to be so psyched that you're even thinking about it because you can turn this around. He is. He's what? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And we have some great blogs yeah. on our site. We're going to put them in the show notes right now. If you go to sexwithemily.com, we picked out some of our best blowjob tip blogs for you that you will enjoy. So just go to the show notes on the site. And we got you. Okay, Cara, thanks for calling. That's a common one. People don't like it. A lot of different reasons. Maybe they were with a first-time lover who, you know, was a bad experience or they were like forcing him to do it. Or maybe you just think you're not good at it. You don't have the skills. Because I'm sure he's probably trying to like give her encouragement non-verbally in certain ways by going so fast or hard or like yeah like you know thrusting into like her mouth because that's happened to me before too yeah. and it's more of like use your words in this situation because that can it's like jarring too yeah and you can hit your uvula yeah exactly well yeah guy in the back there right, right. i mean no you don't want to throw up on someone no you penis. really don't despite what you see in porn all right, guys, thanks for listening and supporting the show. And thank you to my amazing team, Ken, Kristen, Michelle, producer, Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. I want to tell you about one of the oldest and most trusting relationships in my life. It's probably the only one that's like never really let me down. I'm talking, of course, about the magic wand. 
I mean, the magic wand was a big part of my life, even before I started the show. And it's not going anywhere in my life or anyone else's. I mean, you want to know why? The magic wand has been delivering pleasure for 50 years. That's a long time. And it's still the best-selling massage wand in the world. I think it has something to do with all that power. I mean, they don't call it the Cadillac Vibrators for nothing. Whoa, it's a good one. And even though it's not easy to improve on something so timeless, they did it again with the latest version called the Magic Wand Plus, and it is awesome. So like the original, the Magic Wand Plus is a full-size plug-in massage wand. It features a soft silicone head, easy-to-use controls, and variable speed that lets you go from a low rumble to OMG with the push of a button. And if you don't have a Magic Wand in your life, trust me, you should. There are now three models to choose from, original, rechargeable, and the all-new Plus. You can see them all and get one for yourself at sexwithemily.com slash magic wand. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash magic wand. 